Des Moines. Now, today's biggest stories from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk. This is an X's and O's update on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. The Iowa Wild dropped Game 3 of their Calder Cup playoff series against Milwaukee last night, 3-1. The Wild still lead the series two games to one and look to clinch the series victory tonight against Milwaukee, 6.45 with the pregame, 7 o'clock puck drop right here on 1460 KXNO. Last night in the first round of the NFL Draft, two Hawkeyes went off the board in the first round. With the eighth pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select... T.J. Hawkinson, Iowa. With the 20th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Denver Broncos select Noah Fant, tight end, Iowa. The Vikings at number 18 took offensive lineman Garrick Bradbury of NC State, while the Packers selected Rashawn Gary at 12 of Michigan and Maryland safety Darnell Savage at 21. And tonight in Major League Baseball, the Brewers in New York to face the Mets and Jacob deGrom, 6'10 first pitch. The White Sox host the Tigers. The Royals entertain the Angels in Kansas City as Danny Duffy makes his season debut. The Cardinals host the Reds at 7.15. The Twins welcome in Baltimore to Target Field. And an 8.40 first pitch for the Cubs as they're in Arizona, Kyle Hendricks opposite Robbie Ray. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. The heart is a blue. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, with you for another hour. Nick Athen in about 10 minutes, David Kaplan in 20, barbecue in 40-ish. (laughs) Ish. Ish. That's always when I reach out to our guests. Yes. Can you join us at 10-20-ish? It's usually... Ish. We go a little long, don't we? We never hit it on time. No, indeed. Oh, well. It's rare. Indeed it is. Hey, I want to ask you about um, guys that have impressed me with this draft, because I love the draft, right? I've told you that. Were you in all 32 picks? Did I turn it off? I never watched a minute of hockey, and there was an overtime game. Wow. Never watched a minute. Didn't see... Well, I watched the Cubs, because they played in the afternoon, saw that game. Um, It's all I watched. All I watched. That's it. Yep. Started with um, at about five o'clock or so. Game day was on ESPN. Mm-hmm. They they had the coverage until they flipped us, uh, turned it over to uh, what's his name Trey Wingo and company. Right. Um, so yeah, I started watching at about five o'clock. Um, Sam Ponder interviewed Roger Goodell like oh. five minutes before the news broke that the Tyreek Hill audio had come out. <laughs> now she asked him some good questions. Yeah. But she did so. You know, prior to the knowledge, and then all of you know, but people was that tape? Did she not know? Well, no, no, it hadn't broken yet, right? And ESPN actually had to come out and explain why that that wasn't part of things. But I started to go with you. There's been a couple of guys in um, you know doing doing this for as long as I have that have taken a hobby, and I don't know if it's their full time job. I think it is for Matt Miller. I believe he's NFL draft scout. And the reason I found Matt Miller is because I was working with Matt Peralt, and mm-hmm. we were Matt and Miller. Okay. 
And I found a guy by the name Matt Miller who is an NFL draft guy. Yeah. So we, Matt and I used to have him on in, I don't know what year it was, 2009, 10, etc. And he had a few followers. And he has grown so big yeah. that he's one of the go-to guys. But there's a guy here, at least he used to live in Iowa, and I don't think I'm making this up. I really hope that this, that I'm, a guy's name is James Christensen, I think. All on right. Twitter, he's N.E. Patriots Draft. N.E. Patriots Draft. N.E. Right. Patriots Draft. So I thought, you know, when I when I first found him, and I, I don't know how we found him, um, he's got like 140 followers, and he's a draft guy. And I and I come to find out when we you know reached out to him that he actually lives in Iowa, and I can't remember exactly where, maybe Marshalltown or Mason City, somewhere around there. And I'm thinking, you know, how does a guy? He's probably your age now. How does a guy parlay a hobby into, you know? He's making a living doing this. Right. I, I looked at him yesterday. He's he's got he's got a blue check mark on Twitter. He's got over seventeen thousand followers, and he writes for the USA Today. And he's a draft scout, and he's does so while based in Mason's Central Iowa somewhere. Huh? Isn't that weird? But I mean, good for him, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Good for him for for taking a. A hobby and and actually turning it into something that you know, I don't know if he this is sole uh, thing that he does to feed his family, but got him pretty impressed by that. And I am I, I absolutely am shocked by that. So USA Today's Patriots guy? No, I think he's more than that. I think and he's the draft guy. He's he's any Patriots on Twitter, which is I think how Peralt found him because he wanted to talk about the Patriots or something. Shocker. Yeah, well, yeah. What's, I up with, Matt, what's up with our partners and their love of Boston sports? Yeah, isn't that the truth, right? Well, um, I guess it's better than Will Chamberlain, right? That's true, and one of them walks a straight and narrow. That's yeah. true, too. And the other one's going to see his name in the paper on Sunday again. I guess there's a big expose coming uh, Sunday's front page of the paper with a guy we both worked with. And, and the one work of the straight and narrow lives in Vegas. Of all he does, places. and I saw him last week. I saw him last week. I was Peralt. Ah, he looks the same. Yeah. He looks the same. I didn't have a lot of time with him. Uh, I went down to his studio at the Palms. I stay at Palms Place, which is right next door. And I walked down, and he wasn't there, and he wasn't there. So I went back upstairs, got ready to, because I was going to the office that day. And I, I came back. So I had like five minutes with him. Oh, okay. Well, I had longer than that, but I got there just when he came out of a break. So I had to sit there and listen to him do a segment. Mm-hmm. And then we finally, you know, we finally went to break, and we had a few minutes to spend together. But, uh, yeah, he's the same. Yeah. SB Nation Radio, right? SB Nation Radio. Yep, he's doing a national gig uh, there, and he's got a local. He does a local hour before he goes into a national. Uh, I think he's got two hours national live from the Palms Hotel. And look, good for him. Yes, good for him. He's a, he's a really good talk show host. I know that he rubbed a lot of more so. I think he would have been not fine. He was fine when he was here, but I think he would have had more people miss him or appreciate him. Maybe appreciate him more. If he wouldn't have had the uh, Fred Hoiberg take that he had, yeah, you know that's his opinion. That's what make Matt the talk show host he is. That was his opinion that he was going to be a bust. It was a bust? A, yeah, there was complete reach by I, Pollard. I had the same one. See, I didn't. I, I thought had it Clyde was the Drexler. Right way. I mean, that's that's exactly where it went. Yeah, okay. Clyde Drexler was yeah. a disaster at Houston. Yeah. What makes you believe? Well, we found out he is much different right. than Clyde Drexler. Right. But that was. I had the same line of thinking. Mm-hmm. No, then you two weren't alone. No. You were too. And there alone. were people in the Iowa State community, though no, none of them would now admit it. Right. There were people, Iowa State fans and media, that didn't believe this was going to work. Certainly not at the level that it did. Mm-hmm. 
you're into it. I was feeling good. Yeah. You're, you're too not so much. No, I, yeah. The worm turned very quickly there. Yeah, indeed it did. Well, um, we'll see. Anyways, I thought that, that was pretty fascinating. All right, we'll get Nick Athens in a second or two. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think he's, I mean, he's, he's going to play in the NFL, right? We talked about it that in the first year. And, and I saw Mike Florio today said that, you know, if, if Tyreek Hill ever plays another down in the NFL, Mike's, and I don't believe he means this, um, but he's, he said he, this might drive him away from the sport. I mean, come on, really? Yeah. You, you, you would give up the love you have for foot. Look what, you know, speaking of guys that have taken a hobby and have completely remade their entire career, look at Mike Florio as example 1A. Because he's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. He's an attorney. And then he just he, shows up on Sunday Night Football. Well, started ProFootballTalk.com. Yep. And, you know, people started to find it. And the website grew and grew and grew. And we had him on before he went to NBC Sports. And he was, you know, he was starting to develop his niche and to make his mark in, in the um, football media thing. Um, and he was only doing NFL cities. He got so big at the mm-hmm. time. I just don't have time for Des Moines. Sorry, love to do it. Well, then we waved a little money. Well, we didn't. Sponsors waved a little money in front of his face and, and he found time with us. He's a great guest. I'd love to have him again. But I thought, you know what, really? Do you, if you say that, and when Tyreek Hill actually plays again, you know, you're kind of going to have to walk back this one a little bit because you said, you know, the day after the audio came out that you may never watch another play of NFL or do or, or cover the sport like you have. 2020, he'll be back. That's my prediction. Not in Kansas City. No, no way. He'll never play in with Kansas a different City. team, mm-hmm. but he'll be back in the league. And yep. to give it up, I mean, really? Yeah, no, he's not going to. No. No, he's not going to. Sunday night football for him. Yeah. You know, NBC buys his website. Now Peter King's stuff is part of Pro Football Talk, right? It is, yes. It's no longer MMQB. Uh, King left and went to uh, NBC. And and his articles still as oh, long as you got to have them. you got to read them. you got to read them. Monday morning, how the day starts. Indeed. And you know what? I talk. We talk about those checkpoints, right, mm-hmm. during the offseason. The final checkpoint for me is Peter King takes three weeks off. He takes like the last week of June, the first two weeks of July is his vacation, and that's the only downtime on the 52-week calendar in the NFL. When Peter King's off, mm-hmm. that's that's the only time that the NFL is not making news. That's the time that a lot of people in our industry also are taking time off. Indeed. As I talked to you about that this morning, <laughs> ironically. All right, let's get Nick Athen in here, shall we? Nick Athen, uh, you can read him at uh, ChiefsBlitz.com. Good to talk to you. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, buddy? Doing well. Thanks for coming on and, uh, you know, giving us, um, you know, kind of the, the feel for Chiefs fans, et cetera, what you, the ones that you've reacted with over social media. Uh, Tyreek Hill Thursday, it looked as though the, uh, there were no charges going to be pressed, although the district attorney felt that there was certainly something there and left the option open, uh, to reopen this case should something pop up. Well, last night at six o'clock, an hour before the draft, indeed it is KCTV, uh, playing that audio tape that they, uh, somehow got a hold of i guess it was an insurance policy what is it was it his fiance that actually got that to the television station nick do you know no i don't i'm assuming it's somebody close to either one of them it, it, it has to be a family member i mean listen you know we can spin this and we can say this a thousand different ways but the bottom line is in march the rumor was tyree kills getting a hundred million dollar contract right <laughs> you know listen you and i have been around this game a long time We've about seen everything, heard everything. At the end of the day, clearly somebody close to them didn't like what their share was. 
this is just my skeptic, my, my view. Um, and this thing got out of hand. Now, listen, I'm not excusing Hill or Espinal. They're both terrible parents. They both deserve whatever's come in their direction. Um, but sadly, other people got involved, and it's a sad tale. This is, you, know, you and I have seen this with other athletes in all sports. You come up from little means, and all of a sudden, you you, you get a you become a superstar, and you know everybody has their hand out. And, and I think that played a part of it. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I think we all have a sinking feeling in our stomach if you're a Chiefs fan. And uh, Hill's done. There's no question about it. Um, but they're terrible parents. And whatever comes their way, they deserve, in my opinion. His background, the issues that he had in college, is that also playing a large part in your belief that he's no longer going to be a Kansas City Chief? Yeah, I mean, it definitely has something to do with that. There's no question about it. And it, it isn't like the Chiefs weren't unaware of all of this. They were. It wasn't like they didn't try to help him. It isn't like they tried to tell him, maybe you need to make some changes in your personal life. You know, they thought he was moving in the right direction, and then that news broke in March about the contract, and everything just kind of went downhill. Um, so I, I think what his past has definitely something to do with it. Now, to be fair, um, you know, nothing I had heard that Hill had been in any situation, put himself in any situation like that prior to all this. He basically done everything, uh, com- you know, completed his community service. He decided to get back together with Espinall. And uh, ultimately, you know, that's probably what's going to hurt him, um, you know, for the rest of his life. Uh, Nick Athen, you can follow him on Twitter at Chiefs Insider. Uh, you can also read him at ChiefsBlitz.com. Well, uh, you know, the Oklahoma State stuff that Trent alluded to, I don't think that um, mm-hmm. that's lost on anybody. That was This was his second chance, and his second chance has been yep. blown, Nick. Uh, the Chiefs are they're doing their due diligence. They're gathering more information. But uh, you have to think that this is going to... Um, play itself out very quickly, don't you? I mean, it's, I, I would think that, you know, sometime in the next couple of days, uh, similar to what they did with Kareem Hunt, that they part ways with this very gifted player. Yeah, here's the difference. The only reason he didn't get cut last night is because Channel 5 decided they were going to air this an hour before the NFL draft. The commissioner, they have to they have to wait until the commissioner puts him on the template before they can do anything. Okay. That way he can't immediately become a free agent. And listen, there's going to be an NFL team that's going to take him. Okay, it's, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. But with the exempt list, then that means he's going to wait for a suspension, and that's going to mean, you know, the Chiefs will have some, some gap here and some time to do the right thing. But, you know, the union's going to be involved. I mean, it just can't happen. With Hunt, they actually spoke to the commissioner. They got him on the exempt list, then they cut him. In a very short period of time, but obviously the commission was a little busy last night, you know, raining down booze and dealing with the crowd <laughs> in Tennessee. Um, so, um, listen, it's going to happen. His career with the Chiefs is done. I think, you know, unlike Hunt, um, I hope that he takes a year or two away from football and really gets his life together um, and realizes what, what, what it transpired and what took place. And hopefully they both learn from this. Tonight, the draft starts for the Chiefs. Two picks in the second round, one in the third. And with the overall, the, what, seven picks that they have, does this news, how much does this change their draft board? Uh, Chiefs are going to do everything in their power to move up to the top of the second round. Um, and it, it, Listen, Sweeney, Dabo Sweeney's out there. Uh, Metcalf is out there. They're going to take a wide receiver. They have no choice. Um, if I'm the Chiefs, I move up in the second round. I give the Cardinals whatever they want for Peterson, Patrick Peterson. And I call it a draft. 
you know, that's that's what I would do if I was them. I mean, they've got the Frank Clark press conference today at T3, which is going to be a nightmare for Frank Clark. Yeah. I feel sorry for him. Um, you know, the Chiefs did their best, but I don't know if this Hill thing is going to be resolved by the time that news conference comes out. So, um, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, but my sources have already, my phone's been blown up. Chiefs are doing everything they can to move near the top of the second round to get one of those two wide receivers. Um, and if it means giving up a 2020 first-round pick to get it done, I don't think the Chiefs are going to hesitate for one second. Wow, interesting. Let's get to David Kaplan as we go to Chicago, normally on Wednesday, but we're grateful for him finding some time for us on Friday. We'll be back to Wednesday next week. Centurion Stone of Iowa makes it possible. Well, Cap, the look, that's a pretty good Dodgers team that the Cubs took two out of three from. Where are you in this uh, Cubs team after what you saw uh, this week against one of the better teams in the National League? They're trending in the right direction. Uh, they've got to get something out of Chris Bryant. Um, Kelly Kroll, who gets to work, as the sideline person at NBC Sports Chicago with me on the pre and post, and then she's there in game, obviously. She gets a perch at the end of the dugout that no other media member in town gets. And she said yesterday on the Waddle and Sylvie show that yesterday afternoon was the first time she saw a display of emotion from Chris Bryant after he made an out in a key situation, throwing his helmet and really showing displeasure. He's normally very calm, puts his stuff back. He's not one of those, mm-hmm. you know, like I'd be, throwing my bat and cursing up a storm. That's just not him. And she said yesterday the frustration boiled over. So he, they got to get something out of him. They've got to get something more out of Kyle Schwarber. I know he did have a double yesterday. Uh, if those two guys can't hit, I mean, is Jason Hayward going to be this guy the whole year? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I hope so. I interviewed him on Thursday, and he was, you know, Awesome to talk. He's one of my favorite, most introspective guests I get the chance to chat with. And he looks good. Changed his approach. His hands are different. Lower body quieter. But in the end, if they're not getting a lot more out of some of their big guns, then they're going to have troubles. But they are trending in the right direction. So what's the elixir for Chris Bryant? We've seen this guy when he's at his best uh, playing at an MVP level. Certainly injuries a factor last year. Is it a day off? Is it a few days off? Is it... Just let him grind through it. If you're, uh, you got the question and whatever it may be, how do you figure out Chris Bryant right now? I think you play him, but I put him in the outfield. I play David Bodie at third every day, mm. and I put Chris Bryant in the outfield. <clears throat> you're not getting a lot right now. He did get a homer on Thursday, but Almora's overmatched right now offensively. Yep. Uh, Ian Happ's not here. I play Hayward in center. I play Chris Bryant in right, Schwarber in left. The day Schwarber's not in because it's a tough lefty, I move Bryant to left. I put Zobris in right, or you know any combination thereabout. And I play David Bodie. He's proven to be a pretty solid clutch guy. And the days that he doesn't play, well, then I'll figure that out. But I would put Chris Bryant in the outfield and say, hey, big guy, don't worry about third base. Go play the outfield much calmer. And then you just keep getting in the box and just keep driving. You mentioned Ian Happ there uh, during the conversation. Of course, he is uh, working through things here. What's the plan going forward? We're, we're going to get to Addison Russell, I'm sure, here in a moment. But Next, actually. <laughs> le- leave that aside for a moment. What about Ian Happ? Ian Happ is a big part of what the Chicago Cubs do. But he has to kick the door down to get back here. 
unless there's an injury mm-hmm. that necessitates calling him up, I'm telling you they're not going to bring him up if they don't think he's ready. They're not going to just run him back out and go, well, I know you're hitting 220 at AAA, but let's take a shot. He has to have the mentality, and I know this kid. He's a great kid. That He has to have the mentality of, you know what, this sucks that I'm not in the big league, but I am going to use this as a reset button. I am going to force my way back up there. My partner, Todd Hollingsworth, he was the rookie of the year. And a, a less than a year later, he was back in the minor league. And he said, first few days I was down there, I was really ticked off. And I was, woe is me, feeling sorry for myself. And then I went, you know what, if I want to get back to playing for the Dodgers, I better straighten this out. And he just started killing the ball. And they brought him back up, and he never went back down. Mike Trout went down twice. Anthony Rizzo went down. So it's not a uh, you know scarlet letter that you're not allowed to ever get back to the big league. But he has got to have the right mindset, and he has got to force his way back here. Hmm. Well, Addison Russell is going to try and force his way back into the lineup. His 40-game suspension is almost over, Cap. I don't think there's any way in the world they can even entertain moving Javi Baez away from shortstop. There's a glut of guys, Descalzo, Bodie. If uh, if you're right and he's playing third, that solves one of the issues. But Ben Zobers can play second. If indeed Hap does find his way back on the Major League roster, he can play second. What's the future for Addison Russell, both as a Cub and if he is, position-wise? I mean, look. They wanted to make this statement that they were going to help rehabilitate not only him, but his co-parenting arrangement with his ex-wife, Melissa, uh, and raise their child in a, you know, a much more loving and secure environment. He's now in another relationship, so it looks like his personal life is getting better. But the bottom line is, he too, like I said with Addison Russell, or with uh, Ian Happ, he has to kick the door down. They have to look and go, well, that guy's killing AAA crushing it and you know we'll find out i would be surprised if unless there's an injury friday he was recalled to the chicago cubs he's not going back to shortstop would he get a day there when right bias gets a day off yeah but he's gonna end up playing some second base and as frank thomas said to me the hall of famer hey look if you're a shortstop in the big league you're a tremendous athlete put him in the outfield see if he can play mm. center field if he can hit They'll find a spot for him. Uh, but you know, once he rehabilitates his image and his performance, it wouldn't stun me if Theo traded him. They do have a glut. There's no question. Mm-hmm. How will he be received in the uh, in the clubhouse with the rest of the guys on the roster? They'll be fine. I asked Jason Hayward that question yesterday, and he said, look, he's been here. It's not like he's a new guy. He knows what the goal is here. And when Jason, when I asked Jason, and when he was asked on the postgame show by Lennon JD the other day about his quick start offensively and you know how great it is to see how he's playing, he said, "All I care about is another parade. That's all I hmm. care about. Whatever my role is in that, that's all I care about is another parade." And that's what he said about Addison Russell. He knows what the goal is here. He knows what's expected of him, and he will come back into this locker room, and we will be supportive. But he's got to understand. It's about winning the World Series. Either we win or we fail. Offensively yesterday, not not a great performance, certainly. A lot of strikeouts in the game. You mentioned Elmora had the homer late in the ball game, but Lester's back. His first start since April 8th. Looks solid in that one. The bullpen again kept them in it. And from the concern that was over the first, what, 10, 12 days of the season to where it is now, completely night and day, what is the weakness of this Cubs team in your mind right now? 
I still don't know if I trust Pedro Strope the entire season mm-hmm. to be my you know, lockdown. Here we go. We're at Dodger Stadium, <laughs> and it's a one nothing game, a 3-2 game, whatever it is. Go get him, big guy. And here <laughs> comes Cody Bellinger and Corey Seager. Like, I don't know if he's that guy. Is he a good eighth-inning guy? Yeah. Is he one of the best relievers of Cubs history? Absolutely. But that one concerns me. And as I said to you earlier, if Chris Bryant isn't Chris Bryant, if Kyle Schwarber isn't fairly solid, but Bryant's got to be the guy. That's my big concern. What about Brandon Morrow, Cap? What's the timeline? You, what have you heard that maybe hasn't been you know, put out there publicly? Is there a chance there he doesn't pitch this year? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, from my seat, I said on the postgame show, I assume his Cubs career is over. Wow. I do. Now, maybe in three weeks he feels better, wants to give it a go, but... This guy's had a troubled injury history his whole career. Now you abuse him last summer, use him three days in a row when you shouldn't have. He never pitches again. He has surgery, and now here we are, what, five months, six months removed from surgery, and he still can't pitch? Yeah, I. if you get anything out of him, it's gravy. I'm not counting on him ever being impactful here again. Mm, two or th- three more minutes with David Kaplan. Centurion Stone of Iowa makes it possible. Cap Quintana's been terrific his last three. He'll pitch Sunday in Arizona. What's been the difference with him? Uh, he's looked great, Cap. Yeah, he is. Here's the difference. He's commanding his fastball. And when he commands his fastball and is able to paint inside, outside corners, all of a sudden, now his breaking ball looks sharper change-up, he's incorporated a lot more. Like 16% of his pitches are change-ups. You didn't see that last year. He had no confidence in that pitch. So give him all the credit in the world. He has taken his game to another level. and He's pitching like the guy they traded for. Now, again, is he going to be that guy all year? We, time will tell. You know, They give me a hard time around here because I've always said he was a Buick or he was this or that. That's what he this was not a personal attack on him. It was, that's what he was pitching like. He was all right. He wasn't horrible. He wasn't great. Now, the last three starts, he's been elite. He's not an elite pitcher yet. He's been elite. There's a big difference for me. So if he goes out and he is able to get the job done and pitch really, really well the rest of the season, well, then he turns into an elite arm on your staff. But if you get three good starts and then a couple bad ones, time, all he has to do is keep doing what he's doing and he will answer all the questions himself. Speaking of elite, uh, the Bears' first-round pick, uh, I think they knocked it out of the park with Khalil Mack last night. Yeah, I actually think I'm going to predict that the first two picks that they made last night, Khalil Mack and then Anthony Miller, Mm -hmm. both playing packful roles (laughs) on a team that really should go 12-4. and Cap, last thing for you. Once uh, the Bears do get an opportunity to uh, hit the podium in Nashville, what position or what side of the football does it seem like defense first they address? I think they're taking the best athlete available. Best guy on the board. You know, I know that they love Josh Jacobs. They loved him. And they did a lot of homework on him. And they just weren't able to get Josh Jacobs because he went 24th with the pick that they gave up. Had they been able to pull that off, that would have been amazing. But they're going to get a running back at some point, I would think. And then we'll see where they go from there. But this is a team that doesn't have a major weakness. In fact, Field Yates said to me, in talking with some NFL scouts, they, they 
they told him the one team in the NFL that does not have one glaring hole is the Chicago Bears. That's a big statement. Indeed it is. Cappy, great stuff. Thanks for getting us a few minutes. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Thank you, buddy. I look forward to it, boys. See you, pal. Highlight of my week. Yeah, <laughs> indeed, it is for us too. Thanks, Cap. Thanks, Good Cap. To talk to you, David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa, makes Cappy possible. Whether you're looking for manufactured or natural stone to accent or update your exterior or interior project of any size, Centurion Stone of Iowa offers a variety of style, patterns, colors for your every need. Uh, Centurion Stone has the look and feel of natural stone and is available at over 200 color and pattern combinations. Check them out online, Centurion Stone of Iowa, or stop by the showroom, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Are you surprised that Cappy was so quick to take Almora's glove out of center field? He is struggling. The home yeah. run yesterday in the ninth inning may, hopefully, uh, get him going on the right path, but the... Look, there's three guys that are struggling with the bat. Bryant, Schwarber, and Elmore. Three pretty, three pretty big pieces, what I'm trying to say. So Hayward becomes your center fielder? See, I don't take Elmore out, Trent. I, I think it's... But let's say that is the okay, thought process is, of so, Theo and company. Okay. Let's go down that road. Okay, sure. Yes. The answer is yes. So you're taking a plus defender in right field? Yep. And making him league average in center, maybe a tick higher, a tick above, but I C get plus your B point. minus, you know, right in that range. He's not I think Elmore is elite in center yes, field. Yes, yes, he is an A. He is an A yep. as a defender. Right, the bat though right. goes the other way. It provides a lot more flexibility though. What you can do with all these different pieces. Yep. Bodie, he's right. Needs to play mm-hmm. when he's going at this level. You know, I was and they've looking, got him on a pretty good contract, too. They just extended him and yes. did not break the bank. Ian Happ, I was looking at his numbers down here in Iowa. Uh-huh. Not good. Really? Not good. Hitting 224. Yeah, he needs to do better than that. Uh, his OPS as a whole is barely over 700. Hmm. 27 strikeouts in 20 games. Yeah, that was kind of, so that's a carryover from the spring because that, yes. that, that was his big knock in spring. See, I like Ian Happ. I, I think he's going to get another chance. We'll see. Maybe he doesn't get another chance with yeah. the Cubs. Trent, that position, we talked about it yesterday. They got so many guys that can play second base. It It, does make it easier if Bodie takes third and Bryant becomes your everyday left fielder. mm -hmm. I get where Cap's going with that. Maybe you get him off the hot corner, just let him, you know, concentrate. They got to do something with the kid. He needs a wake up. He needs a jolt. That, uh, it's really interesting. Ian Happ, what kind of value? You know, we talked about yesterday Addison Russell. Mm -hmm. There's no value left there. There's still value in Ian Happ. There's still a team where a team out of contention to take a 24-year-old that has shown a lot of pop, that has position flexibility. Here, here's a middle reliever, a solid middle reliever. We'll take Ian Happ from you. Is is that a fair trade? Not a closer, not an elite-level guy, but a 7th, 8th inning guy, a veteran, a guy, late 20s, early 30s, something like that, that you know his track record shown this can be a very good guy that you put in your bullpen. Is that enough? Boy, I don't know. On it's either side. A, it's such a coveted commodity. Look, here's here's what I'll say. Uh, there, there's going to be some movement. I would be mm-hmm. shocked if the if the Cubs don't ma- make a move with one of these guys. I don't know which one. Before Memorial Day, do you see anything? I don't know if I would go that soon, but certainly yeah. in, we start seeing some of the trades June. Yeah. You know, in the in the month of June, we that's been the case the last few years anyways. Um, I don't know, man. It's going to be... Something to watch, right, as to how they go about this. So, Robbie Ray opposite Kyle Hendricks today mm-hmm. with the Arizona. And Darvish tomorrow. Big spot for Darvish. Yeah. Who pitches for Arizona tomorrow? 
Uh, good question. Let me bring it up here. It is uh, Zach Godley. Okay. Who has not been good this no, year. No, that's good. Neither has Darvish been. And, uh, and then Quintana on Sunday against Weaver. So, you know, today you talk about polar opposites, though. Diamondbacks throwing out Robbie Ray, who throws 95, has a power sinker that goes like 93. Yeah. And then the professor, 83. <laughs> I mean, talk about doing it completely different ways that we're going to see tonight. Robbie Ray well, against They need Hendricks. a good start out of Hendricks, too. Yeah. Well, he, they, he was good last time out. Will they see Granky? No. Nope. Well, there's a break. Yes. That's a break. Might see him in a Milwaukee uniform, though, later. Maybe. Arizona's uh, playing pretty well right now. Playing very good baseball, at least uh, over the last little while. All right, we will... Um, Claxton's time. You want to do it? Let's do it. Uh, we're excited about this. We do it e- this time each and every Friday or thereabouts. Uh, we'll give you an opportunity. The first four callers right now at 284-5966. 284-5966. We'll give you... Uh, four questions. You give us four answers. Then we'll get to the tiebreaker. If you have the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up will get 25 Miller and Condon, the Claxons giveaway as we continue towards 12 noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. 1460 KXNO. <laughs> In this case, barbecue. I love when you sing. <laughs> or attempt to. I get to hear it a lot during the break. Yeah, you probably do more. So I don't even realize I probably... Anyways. Let's give away some Claxon's barbecue, shall we? We're going to give you four questions. I think we've uh, we've outdone ourselves here, Trent. Well, this is... A this more difficult time. time than, yeah, yeah. It's so easy when there's college and NFL aplenty, right? right? You just throw out a point spread. Yeah. we got to dig a little deeper. No, I love it, though. So here are Rick, Matt, Tyler, and CJ. You guys will go in this order. Um, I'm going to give you a... Should I give them a heads up on the questions? Sure, yeah. Give them all a chance uh, to right. prepare. Uh, so the questions are in this order. Guys, will Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit a home run this weekend? Who will go first? Butler, Nelson, Hooker, or David Montgomery when the draft resumes. Golden State, 10.5 over the Clippers. San Jose Sharks hosting the Colorado Avalanche. Who do you want in that one? And then the tiebreaker will be total points. Spurs, Nuggets, that game is tomorrow. Uh, let's start out with Rick. Rick, welcome to Miller & Connor. And as we give away Claxon's Barbecue, how was your week, Rick? Oh, it's been pretty good. Good. Well, let's see if we can make it even better. How about that? Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, Vlad- uh, Vladimir Guerrero called up by the Blue Jays. It's a three-game series. Not saying he's going to play every game this week. I believe he will. Will he hit a home run? Uh, no. Uh, who goes next? Uh, Butler, Nelson, Hooker, or David Montgomery? Uh, Butler. Golden State is a 10.5-point favorite over the Clippers in L.A. tonight. Uh, in L.A. Um, Clippers. San Jose Sharks or Colorado Avalanche tonight? San Jose. Total points. San Antonio, Denver, closest without going over. Go to. Rick, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Matt joins the program next. Matt, how are you? I'm well. How's it going? Doing fine. Quick week for you. Is it drug? Has it gone pretty quick? Uh, it's drug. Yeah, it's me too. Uh, well, I comes game tonight, though. So are nice. That's sure. a nice Yeah, you should have a pretty Perfect nice night. night. Hopefully, yeah. though, the weather remains. Uh, will Vladimir Guerrero hit a home run this uh, junior? Hit a home run this weekend? No. Hakeem Butler, Matt Nelson, 
Hooker or Montgomery? Do who goes first? Uh, Butler. Golden State is a ten and a half point favorite over the Clippers tonight. Golden State. San Jose Sharks or Colorado Avalanche? San Jose. Uh, total points: San Antonio versus Denver tomorrow. One eighty. One eighty. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Enjoy the game tonight. Uh, Tyler is next in the Claxons giveaway. Hi, Tyler. Hi, how are you? Doing fine. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., will he hit a home run this weekend? Yes. Who goes first? Butler, Nelson, Hooker, or David Montgomery? Uh, Butler. Uh, Golden State's a 10.5 point favorite over the Clippers. Uh, Golden State. San Jose Sharks hosting Colorado tonight in the for, in their second round first game of that series. I'll go with the Avalanche. Taking the Lanch. Total points, Spurs Nuggets tomorrow. Uh, 207. 207. Thanks, Tyler. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, and CJ brings Claxons to a hey, close. CJ, is that you? Yes, sir. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., does he hit a home run this weekend? No. Hakeem Butler, Nelson, Hooker, David Montgomery, who's next? Hooker. Hooker, going off the board. boy, CJ. I think I agree with CJ. See, I was going to go Montgomery. Third round, third okay. round of the Bears. That's I got my fingers crossed right. on that we'll one, as see. I told John Walters earlier today. You did say that, but we're not playing for Claxton. CJ not. is, so let's get back yes, to CJ. Is. CJ Golden State's a ten and a half point favorite over the Clippers. I'll take Golden State. Taking Golden State. Sharks or the Lanch tonight? Oh, that's Sharks all day. Sharks all day. Total points. Spurs Nuggets. Closest wow. without going over. One eighty-eight. One eighty-eight. Thanks, CJ. You have a good weekend. Sure. Thanks a lot, you too. Yep, thank you. And thank you to Claxons. Claxons 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona, in business for over 20 years. A restaurant that's been in, uh, well, they've moved down the street, so they're technically not in the same place, but they're in the same city, Altoona. They're doing something right over there, and I know what it is. It's the barbecue, Claxons Barbecue. All right, Trent Condon. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap up the week, shall we? You're excited about Vladdy. I can yeah, tell over there. I, mean, it's, I don't have a lot to cheer about as a Blue Jays fan. Very true. It's going to be a long year. Now they're rebuilding and hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, uh, baby steps. Um, but I'm excited to see this kid. He's the number one prospect in baseball, and he's a Blue Jay, at least for now. Right. Seven years from now, right, that's another story. He'll be wearing Yankee pinstripes. Well, his dad was an expo, and he was born in Canada. Guerrero Jr. was. I don't know if I'm, I'm trying to. You know, convince myself that he'll remain a Blue Jay. Have they tried to do what we've seen with a lot of young people, basically buy out arbitration right away, give him a, a six-year, $50 million contract? Well, I don't know if they have or not. The reason they got him is they way overpaid when he was like 15 or 16 years old. Oh, the signing bonus? Yes, and, and that's, the slotting. How, yep, that's how they got him. Um, They're not pretty good. Yeah, I'll say. So uh, Tatis with the, with the Padres, he was the number two prospect, and he is just... He looks like a star, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, so if the number one prospect's better than number two prospect, which I'm certainly hoping, oh, oh, oh here we go. Got something. So you've got Hooker going first of the four, huh? I, I think Butler obviously is too. the safe pick, yeah. but there's just something about Imani Hooker. Mm-hmm. I love his story. Playmaker in high school, eh, Minnesota, eh, I don't think he can play at this level. Basically everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would give him a late offer. I was down there. Also played at the same high school as my cousin, so uh, okay. I had that connection. I'm like, hey, look, a kid from, from Champlain Park where my cousins went to high school. Made plays all over, just like he did in high school. Does the exact same thing at Iowa, and he's going to be a good player. Second rounder? Yeah, probably not. Montgomery, 
going to be productive. It's a running back. I can't wait to see him on Sunday, Trent. And Anthony Nelson, that on on the local local level, a walkie kid. I still I fit for him. I think he can be really good in both a three four and a four three. He's got to develop his body differently and, and some different things differently depending on what. But his fit, I think, maybe out of those four guys, is the most interested to see what team he ends up with and where he goes. I'm anxious to see all of them. I, I love Nelson at uh, at Iowa. He mm-hmm. was a difference maker coming off that left side. And they've got another one coming off the right side that's going to be in the first round next year mm-hmm. um, in A.J. Epinesa. But the Cyclones are going to be a part of this thing and be a part of this thing very early tonight. We thought Lazard would be drafted last year. True. We weren't alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and surprised when he wasn't taken. But uh, that's not going to happen this weekend. So uh, baseball-wise, your twins have the Orioles. Will you pay attention yeah. to that? I mean, I will, yeah, yeah, because after this, it's the Astros again and then the Yankees. Oh, ooh. Need a sweep this weekend. Yes, Yankees. you do. Yes, you do. Um, Cubs are on the road in Arizona. Where are the Cardinals? Great question. I said it in the update, and now I can't remember it offhand. Are they Milwaukee? No. No, Milwaukee just left. Or they just left. Cardinals. Well, I got it here on his sheet. Why don't you check the sheet? It just says Reds. There it is. Home for the Reds. Uh, Redbirds. All right. uh, Iowa Wild tonight, 645. Murph and Andy at 2. Fanatics at 4. We'll start it all again on Monday with the Morning Rush. Have a great weekend. 1460 KXNO.